We just wanted to say that any opinions expressed in the following episode is strictly those of the individuals. They are not meant to offend or insult anyone or their beliefs. Coarse language may be used. Listener's discretion is advised. One thing I've learned with my time on this beautiful and crazy world is that no one 100% agrees on everything in life. Sadly, most people get angry or in some cases violent. Many times I wonder though, can we listen to others without getting angry? Can we say what we think without being mad? Can we debate without hate? Let's find out in today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Little Dirty. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm our co-host, Owen. And today is our Debate Without Hate. Yeah, and this one is a Halloween-themed one. Mm-hmm. So, just another apologies. Michelle's feeling a lot better since the last <laughs> episode, but she's still in recovery. Yeah, I'm still a little sick. Still, you know, not allowed to go back to work. <laughs> you poor, poor dear. Ah, well, you know me. I don't also like to sit around and do nothing, so... Yeah, but eh, I'd say you <laughs> I understand, though, especially during these times. You don't, it's a better safe than sorry kind of approach, and I get it. Yeah, not to mention, <clears throat> yeah, I would say you don't really sit around and do nothing. I mean, it might feel like nothing, but. I mean, I've been trying to rest up and lots of fluids and all the things you do when you're sick <laughs> mm-hmm. to try and get over it for sure. You get to focus on all the things you nerd out about. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, let's start it off with... Okay. Okay. So, what, uh... How will, or how do you feel about people being too old to trick-or-treat? Like, what's an age for you? You're never too old to trick-or-treat. I partially agree, but it's like, I don't know. It's like when somebody in their mid-twenties is knocking on the door going trick-or-treat and there's no little kids with them, it's kind of like... Yeah, you know, there's a there's adult Halloween parties. Yeah, I don't know. I would rather have someone come to my door, though, trick-or-treating. Like, I don't care. You could be a 65-year-old man. You come knocking on my door and say trick-or-treat, you're dressed up, I'm giving you candy. Um, oh, and, yeah, you know, there's props for costumes and everything like that, but... But I'd just rather see, like, whatever, even people in their 20s. Like, if you come to my door and trick-or-treat... As opposed to, like, going and stealing candy from kids and stuff, I'm all for it. Like, come trick-or-treat. Don't be a jerk. Don't steal candy from kids. Just come trick-or-treat and knock on my door. I'll give you candy. Yeah, when I was growing up in Calgary, that was a definite concern my parents had. And even a debate I remember them having about when I was a kid. About older kids, you know. Yeah. If, you know, obviously, like, in teen years kind of thing, it's like, okay, well, they're kind of old, but they're not old enough to really go... You know, to any clubs or any house parties. Yeah, it was like they were... a lot of the adult kind of Halloween-themed stuff. Yeah, it was like they were too old to trick-or-treat. But too young to party. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, ah, I don't ever want to put an age limit on it. You guys want to come trick-or-treat? I mean, we live in an apartment, so no one's trick-or-treating at our place, but... (laughs) Yeah. If we lived in a place where people came and trick-or-treated, I'll give you candy. I don't care. 
Oh, for sure. You show up dressed up, you get candy. Yeah, no, it's not like I'm discriminating being like, you know, I no. have to see a piece of ID saying you're, you know, if, you know, and if you pull out a piece of ID, obviously that means you can drive, so you fail the test right there. Yeah, no, or like, I want to see your school ID, grade 9 and younger, you get candy, anything over that, get out of here. Yeah. No, I know you wouldn't be like that about it, but it's just more of like, I don't know, I just... I mean, there are people who are kids at heart, right, and stuff. And, I mean, I can remember even sometimes when my dad, when we were kids, would take us to trick-or-treating, right, and stuff. Um, he usually put on, like, a mask or whatever and stuff, right, and he would trick-or-treat with us. Well, he wouldn't trick-or-treat with us, but, you know, he'd kind of oh. come up and wait out off the step or whatever while we got our candy and there'd be a couple people that would throw in like especially the people who had the cool houses with the big bags of chips well not big but you know big to us bags of chips and or a whole candy bar and they'd throw in an extra for my dad just cause he was dressed up right and I always thought that was super cool oh yeah like I mean <clears throat> a fond memory for me was actually uh, and this is a costume idea I've always wanted to do with, uh, you know, ever get a chance to go, like, take a kid trick-or-treating kind of thing, yeah. like a niece or nephew type thing, is dress up as the Grim Reaper. Mm. And then if they ever miss a house or they end up getting too far ahead, you know, I just use the scythe as kind of like a way to be like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa slow down there, tiger. Yeah, I know. That's, that's fair. That'd be fun. Because <laughs> I actually remember as a kid, I almost missed a house and my dad actually brought the scythe down and was like, you, you almost missed a house here. And I was like, oh, hey, yeah, right. Oh, it's like a tradition thing. Yeah, kind of like a tradition thing, but also is like that is a nifty way to use like a Halloween toy prop mm -hmm. as a way of being like, hey, did, 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 not so fast, you know, like be careful. You know? Oh yeah, I know. Sometimes we'd get so excited we'd accidentally almost miss houses too. But yeah, so I don't think there's an age limit. I think anybody could come to my door and trick or treat. I don't have a problem with that. Mm hmm. Okay, so still kind of neither one of us are really seeing. Or agreeing on the whole, like, I think there's a, a bit of, like, once, you know, someone's, like, m you know, early, mid-twenties kind of thing, it's like, ah, uh, you know, it's like, you're gonna have, like, all these other parties and all these other things you can do on Halloween, it's like, it's trick-or-treating, I mean, if they're, like, if they're being the guardian or parental guidance for a group of kids, it's like, hey, I get it, you know, whatever, it's like, you kind of, like, spending your night... With your kids or, you know, with your nieces and nephews or whatever, it, not a big deal. You know, if that person, but as like an individual person does that, it's kind of like, eh, I'll give you candy, but I'm kind of begrudgingly doing it. Oh, see, and I don't begrudgingly do it because I don't know people's stories and maybe there are people who don't, you know, have social anxiety, for example, or something and don't want to go to parties and things like that. They just want to, you know, run the gamut of a few houses in the neighborhood and get some candy and whatever and still be able to have fun on Halloween. And so, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I understand that. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at our next topic, which actually kind of back to the scythe thing, like as the Grim Reaper I was telling you about. Um, how do you feel about the whole kids' weapons, kind of, like, the kids' toys, props, or whatever, being used for trick-or-treating, like, to complete a costume. 
Like, if I went as a Ninja Turtle when I was, like, five, don't you think it would complete the costume if I had, like, the bow staff, the nunchucks, or, like, this? And they're all, like, like you know, the plastic knockoff, like, you're not really gonna do any harm. Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's fine as long as you aren't, like, hitting people with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And like, stuff like that, like going around hitting other kids with it or trying to steal kids' candy with it and stuff. I would like to put, and I'm, I know you, I know this part of it you and I agree upon. I don't think ever that people should go be going with like airsoft, unloaded airsoft guns or anything or like that. Or paintball guns. Yeah, because or... they just look too, well, I don't know about paintball guns. Some but, paintball guns can look pretty real. Yeah, and I think that's like taking it too far, but you know, you go into like Walmart and you buy like a little devil costume for your kid or something and it comes with that three-pronged and it's got like the red the pitchfork yeah and stuff and on the top and you know we've all seen them in the well, stores and stuff that's fine actually to uh be 100 percent accurate here so the pitchfork actually has four hence the name fork mm. so that's like you know they, the devils have little pitchforks My whereas three is actually a trident and that's to rule the atlantic ocean of course, I should have known that. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, so actually I had a little funny joke with some co- uh, co-workers of mine where it was the plastic fork I was using, one of the prongs broke off, and I was like, oh man, and they're like, what's wrong? And I was like, well, now my fork's not a fork anymore. And they're like, what are you talking about? You still got, like, teeth on it kind of things? Like, yeah, but a fork has the four things on it, and, you know, it's meant to eat your food. And this is a trident, which means I'm meant to rule the ocean now. <laughs> And uh, they all laughed pretty hard at that one there, so it was kind of funny how it was like my disappointment in like, I'm trying to eat my food, not be ruler of the fish. Exactly, yeah. That's funny. But yeah, so I think it's okay as long as kids are like taught to use it responsibly. What about you? Uh, you know, I am all 100% for it because, I mean, as long as it's like the crummy plastic and mm-hmm. it's like the super flimsy kind of stuff, or even foam rubber, mm-hmm. it's like, honestly you know whatever kind of like costume i guess you could say weapon or whatever it would look like mm. i'm pretty sure most of those things you get at like walmart superstore london drugs or wherever you shop for target you know, Hall- wherever yeah like halloween costume stuff like that it's pretty much like it's if you were to try to hit somebody with that or whatever you're gonna irritate them at most and they're gonna knock you in the face with some knuckles which are gonna be a lot harder than some plastic little flimsy kids toy yeah so i really honestly don't have um a negative opinion about that and actually there was a funny high school story i had about one of those uh, there was this little costume dagger thing, which actually, the, the thing had a little bit of weight to it, mm-hmm. but that's because there was actually an electronic, like, little scream thing, so it's like when the, you, like, the knife, the blade retracted into the, the handle, so when it retracted all the way, it made out a loud scream, mm-hmm. and, you know, some buddies that I knew, and I highly discourage this kind of thing, especially nowadays, but this one buddy of mine in high school, we're standing around, we're talking about our Halloween costumes, and so I, you know, from a pocket that no one can see, I pull it out, and I just go and, like, stab it right into the guy's abdomen and everything, and he thought it was a real knife, and everyone was like, holy shit, and the knife goes, like, the knife lets out the scream and everything, and everybody at first jumped, and then he saw this, and it was like, yeah, no, it was (laughs) literally, like, you know, you would, like, pistol whipping somebody with this is the worst you could do, and in which case is like, Somebody's going to knock you on your uh, butt 
with a punch kind of thing before you even do any harm with this. Yeah, I absolutely don't think kids should be allowed to take anything like that to school. Eh. See, yeah, like, that's the thing, is, like, this is where it's, like, how, where, like, we you can't really different... tell what's fake and what's real. Yeah, like, that. we live in a different time, like... Yeah, like, all I can my... remember kids when I was in elementary and stuff having that stuff, but we live in a different time. Yeah. And so I don't think, I don't disagree with schools not allowing kids to bring that kind of stuff to school. Mm-hmm, but for trick-or-treating purposes, I think, like... Yeah, it's fine, I think. So, okay. We agree. Yeah, we agree on that. Okay, a slight difference of opinion, but we agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now... Let's talk about something where I know we've had debates about <laughs> the paranormal and I think maybe a little bit about the sci-fi. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about which one you uh, prefer to watch. Do you prefer to watch a sci-fi horror movie or a paranormal horror movie? I prefer a paranormal horror movie. Okay, and how come? Um, I find... Sci- Don't get me wrong, I like sci-fi horror movies. Mm-hmm. They're not... Like, they're awesome. Like, Alien Trilogy. Yeah. Those are all really awesome movies, for sure. But they're not as scary to me as a paranormal horror movie is. Fair enough. Because I'm like, oh, that could potentially happen, I guess, if aliens showed up on our planet, or if technology got to the point of, like, the Terminator, Mm -hmm. right, and stuff like that. So it, it could happen. But because we all know my beliefs on the paranormal and ghosts and demons and things like that, when I watch a movie that's about paranormal, I'm like, oh, that's terrifying because that could have actually happened to somebody. Yeah. No, that, that's that's a fair point and everything. I mean, personally, um, I like watching the sci-fi ones, but if I'm ever feeling like I want a good laugh, I like to watch the supernatural ones. <laughs> Because the whole, you know, the rotating the head and puking on the priest, like in The Exorcist, or uh, something taking over somebody's body kind of thing, or, you know, even like you're looking down a dark stairwell and it's like, oh, well, what the hell kind of thing. Right. Kind of like, you know, like they're, they're good, like they get you going because it's like, oh man. But as soon, like, honestly, I guess, like, I'm maybe I'm just, like, a monster, a creature of the night kind of thing. Like, I'm a horrible person. No, like, you just don't I, believe in ghosts and demons. Because, like, I can walk in the absolute pitch black and not even be nervous whatsoever. Because, you know, it's just that whole, I know it's a movie and I know it's all fake. Yeah. And so, when it comes to the sci-fi ones, yes. Is, or, like, is it un, like, unlikely that aliens will come to Earth? Uh, yeah, we're such a messed up species that we're <laughs> fighting each other over some, like, virus, over, over so politics, things, over yeah. religion, over, there's so many different things we're being stupid and fighting each other over, and I, it breaks my heart to think, so if, I, you know, I was some alien species coming along, you know, putting through the galaxy, which makes it sound like, you know, they're not traveling faster than light <laughs> but you know if you were cruising along and you saw a highly dysfunctional species that argues and gripes and moans and yeah i would want to stop over. by that planet yeah it's like you know if i land down there i am pretty much as good as dead yeah like and you know look at how often you know so it's just like uh you know yeah so on the aliens side of the sci-fi is like it would have to be a completely hostile race like an independence day 
Like, completely, like, no, 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 we're coming to this planet not because we want to make friends, but because we want their resources, and screw them. Yeah. So, something along the lines of that, although with how abundantly vast the universe is, but we'll cover that maybe in a different episode. Mm-hmm. So, then, of course, you get more into the more plausible, scary sci-fi ones, which is where technology surpasses mankind in both intellectual ability and physical capabilities such as like terminators or in that new remake of the child's play movies with the chucky doll being artificial intelligence as opposed to the spirit of a serial killer Mm -hmm. like you know you get into that kind of stuff and to me that is more horrifying because with driverless cars um remote control drone or not even remote control like you can actually program the drones to where to go a lot of this stuff, these things have no feeling, no hesitation, no debate in them whatsoever. It is, they are told to do, like a machine is told to do something and it does it, it does not care. And you know what's crazy? I actually saw an ad on YouTube yesterday, maybe. Okay. And it was for <laughs> your LG Hobe. Hmm. And you could... About- it was about, so, you, okay, like, I have an LG phone, right? Yep. So, LG has a thing called, like, Think, ThinkQ or something. Okay. And so, basically, what it's saying is you could get, like, a washer mm-hmm. and a dryer and, like, a, a oven, maybe. I'm trying to remember the ad completely, but it was, like, all these appliances around your home. Okay. And they're all, like... I don't know if they were programmable or if they would just notify you on your phone. Mm-hmm. Right? But it would, like, notify you on your phone when your washing was done. And then it would notify you on your phone when your drying was done. And it would notify you on your phone when, like, your oven was done preheating or uh, whatever, right? If so, you could leave the room and do other things and whatever. Oh, and, yeah. and And there might have been some other stuff. Again, I was, like, half asleep. <laughs> and stuff, and I'm sick, so I'm sorry if I'm not 100% on the ad, but I actually thought to myself, oh, that's neat, but it's also slightly scary, because if you have all this LG stuff that's all connected and communicating with each other in your home, and then all of a sudden, yeah, like something like the Terminator thing were to happen... Yeah, or iRobot. Or iRobot, or anything like that. And let's say it was just... I'm not throwing this out there, not saying anything bad about LG. I have an LG phone. (laughs) But let's say it was something that infected the LG system. Mm Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you gotta worry about your phone... Like, your phone trying to throw you into the washer and dryer and the oven or something, right? Like, it's just... Technology's really awesome, and it's come a long way. But it, it can be scary to think of if it went wrong. Like, even... And that was something that was happening. You remember that movie I showed you? Um, that Stephen King one? Oh, uh, Maximum Overdrive? Yeah. Like, yeah. even that, right? I mean, that was some weird space storm or something that caused yeah. it. But still, right? Like The idea that they're just uh, using every it car has everything, a mind of its own. Every yeah. electric... Do you remember they were oh, using yeah, that electric like, knife? Yeah, even the, uh, what was it, I think it was, there was a, like, okay, so this was going to show how long ago this movie was based, that in the arcade, yeah. there was a smoke 
dispenser. Like, you could buy a pack of smokes at the arcade. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, the arcade is where people used to go uh, when things like DLC and downloadable games didn't exist. So, if you wanted to play games with your friends, you had to go to an arcade. a place. Arcades are making a comeback. Uh, They are a little bit, but I just feel that with how many people out there probably didn't really spend time at the arcades like I did or you might have. I mean, our... Our listenership is like mostly people that are in their thirties and up. So, okay, well, you you guys know. I yeah, got, I gotcha. That was just for anyone who didn't know, <laughs> just to kind of like you know be like, okay, look, back in my day, we didn't used to use the internet to play games. Why, when we wanted to call our friends a noob and pwn their ass, we used to do it shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> But, anyways, um, so yeah, in that movie, even the smoke machine went haywire and tried to attack people. Yeah. Coffee machines went haywire. It was just crazy. And so, yeah, I could totally understand, especially with technology making the the leaps and bounds that it has. I can understand where you're coming from, that that is scary. And, or more scary. I guess for you it's more scary than the paranormal, because you don't believe in the paranormal. Whereas, like... For example, uh, like one of my favorite movie sci-fi movies with robots is actually iRobot. Nah, I like that. Not movie. just because of Will Smith, but because it actually has the Isaac Asimov uh, three, lo- three laws of robotics. Yeah. Uh, the ro- uh, first rule is that a robot will obey ev- any order that a human gives it. The second law is that a robot will not uh, harm a human. Uh, will not uh, follow an order that har- that would cause a human to become harmed. And the third rule is that the robot will preserve itself unless it were to interfere with uh, the first or second law. So essentially, it's like it would—it has to be willing to sacrifice itself to preserve human life. Mm-hmm. Because building a robot, it, you know, sure it can take a while and can take a lot of effort, but the span of like, rate like making a human, raising them, educating them takes so long. Yeah. And the human experience is so interesting and unique to captivate. But what if the robots were able to think for themselves, not just they're following orders? And that's why it's like when you talk about the LG home having a dishwasher that notifies you or yeah. um, a laundry a washing machine, a dryer machine, uh, you know, whatever the f- kind of thing that notifies you. If you had a, I guess you could say from the Jetsons, a Rosie the Maid, you know, going around. But what if that maid suddenly got a glitch, a virus, or just became sentient or, or hacked. hacked and thought, you know, well, the order says I have to clean your head with a steak knife. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, you get something like that or, you know, some horrible type thing. Like, it can, you don't know because that's the thing. It's like, and when we were watching The Mandalorian, when he doesn't trust the IG-11 bounty droid. Yeah. It was like, of course he doesn't trust any droids. Well, not just because the droids, when they were part of the Separatists, were attacking everybody that wasn't Separatist aligned. Yeah. The fact that droids, you know, they can turn on a dime. Like, those things can become, like, they can go from your friends to your enemies in no time at all. Yeah, no, definitely. So, so that's kind of one of the cases where it's like, I don't, I understand completely why the Mandalorian's like, no droids. Mm. I said no droids. And he didn't trust him. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, that's, to me, that's why it's like, it's more plausible and can be a lot more vicious with what a robotic sci-fi type thing can be mm-hmm. then it's like uh, supernatural seriously just okay grab the salt 
make a ring, you know, grab two sticks, make a crucifix or something, if that's the case, or, you know, just, uh, I guess, you know, and this is just a joke from uh, Supernatural, grab the Jesus juice and start splashing and put in a super soaker. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's like there's so many ways to fight that stuff where it's like if a robot or a machine starts coming at you, how are you going to do that? You've got to run. No, I get it and stuff. And that's why I enjoy them and stuff for sure. Right. Yeah. But what's up? Yeah, so I think that probably concludes that part of the discussion. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, and you understand where I'm coming from. And I do respect the fact that even though you don't believe in paranormal stuff, you'll still sit down and watch, like, exorcist movies with me. And, the Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, and, like, those kind of shows and stuff, which reminds me we have to watch The Haunting of Bly Manor at some point, because that's new, and we loved The Haunting of Hill House, so we definitely need to see The Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, like, there's some really, there, there's really good shows, and like I said, like, it's not like I'm against, like, that watching those kind of movies or that kind of shows and stuff, it's just when it just kind of warps your perception of reality like that, it's like, mm, yeah. yeah, that's So, fair. that's where it's like, I'm, I respect your opinion and your views on it, and... And ditto. And we respect each other enough to sit there and watch each other's favorite horror movies for sure like the predator growl still scares the crap out of me <laughs> i know is... if i ever hear that in real life i'm just going <laughs> i'm dead yeah that is, that is terrifying i'll give you that that is terrifying okay so moving on which horror movie classic monsters are the worst worst or best hey <laughs> the best sorry well you know i would have to go I just love that whole Jekyll and Hyde incognito type thing of the Wolfman mm -hmm. because it's not like the person's really choosing what they're doing according to the old old movies like the Black yeah and we're White talking ones. like the classic like nineteen okay. fifties and before yeah. yeah like the ones that like originally inspired and then of course um, there's also Frankenstein's monster which I mean. To be fair, according to the books and everything, the Frankenstein monster just wanted to be loved no matter how misshapen and, you know, odd parts and everything. It just it looked like a zombie because, I mean, it technically was a zombie. He was pieced uh, piece together. Yeah, he's like all these different parts and all these different things that were going on. It was mm -hmm. not, a, you know, not, I guess what you could say, what everyone would view as a you know, perfect human, or it was all these stitches and everything that made it, that held it together. It's like people just viewed it as repulsive and repugnant. Mm -hmm. And yes, uh, feel free to Google that word. Um, but yeah, you know, so to me, it's kind of that whole um, the ones that are subtle but can be vicious, mm -hmm. or the Frankenstein's monster that can be just like it's misunderstood mm -hmm. and the misunderstanding is what drives the greatest amount of fear that's fair what about you um i definitely think dracula a classic is, <laughs> is one of my favorites i've come to suck your blood he <laughs> yeah definitely um i mean i know in previous episodes that we've done about like twilight <laughs> uh even though those aren't vampires necessarily but not to the traditional sense um vampires have always been one of my favorite scary 
monsters, right? Mm -hmm. And I definitely hearken it back to... I was actually older when I saw the original Dracula, but I saw, obviously, remakes of it, and I read, like, the Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula novel and stuff like that. And so I definitely... There, I hold a special place in my heart for vampires. I mean, even on The Sims, you can get a vampire pack. Yeah. Right, so I mean, that's really cool. I know you're chomping at the bit to get that one. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, but also, um, The Mummy. Ooh, The Mummy. Yeah, I think The Mummy's really awesome. Have you ever seen the original The Mummy movie? Uh, no, I've only seen that one with, uh, what was the name, Brendan Ferris? Frasier. Or Frasier. Yeah, and that's, like, one of my favorite movies is the Brendan Fraser version of the mummy. But the original mummy is interesting because they have the same actor playing Emotep. Really? As playing, like, the curator or whatever of the museum. So it almost is a little confusing. Oh, but yeah. But... It's super fun. You're, and, you're not talking about the 50s one and then, like, the Brendan Fraser one. Or, Fer Fraser? Ferris? What was his name? Fraser. Like? Brendan Fraser. Yeah, no, you're talking about those movies, not the classic 1950s No, I'm one. talking about the classic 1950s one. They had the same actor play Emotep, the mummy. In the new ones, yeah. No, no. Oh. In the original, the same actor who played the mummy oh. played, like, the museum curator, so it was kind of confusing. That is actually an interesting little uh, tidbit or salute to the previous one, because, like, yeah, I, I didn't know that. That's like, you know, you have to be, like, a hardcore fan or nerd kind of thing for that kind of stuff <laughs> to notice that detail, because I was unaware completely. Like, it was just, oh, there's a janitor. He's an old guy. What? Well, the one... No, in the 1950s yeah. movie, the curator of the museum and the emotep are played by the same person. Oh, wait. Sorry. Oh, so, okay, I'm completely confused then. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, no. By the time the Brandon Fraser one came out, the actor that played the mummy in the original one was way too old. I can't remember what his name was, uh, but he was a very big star that was in a lot of the monster movies. Okay. I wish I could remember his name. Do you want to Google that for me, actually? Sure. You mean uh, Boris Karloff? Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, and he was in a lot of those. Like, I know he was in The Mubby. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Like, he was in a bunch of older movies. He was a big, big star for his time, for sure. And stuff. But yeah, I don't know. There's just something about, like, The Mubby. Like, I don't know. I really f find, like, Egyptian... Um, History, mythology. Yeah, like, I find that so interesting. And so there's something about, like, a mummy coming from there that's been cursed, and it's got this... He's been sleeping for 10,000 years or more. Or, yeah, whatever, right? And stuff, yeah. And then, like, they, you know, this it's cursed, and it gets really... There's something about that that I find so interesting, and maybe it's because it's got to do with the Egyptian lore and whatever and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. And then again, Dracula, there's just something about, like, I guess maybe living forever. Like, some of my favorite movies. Kind of like the, it's their, like, superhuman, immortal type kind of. Like... Yeah, right? Like, some of my favorite movies, honestly. Yeah. I have been vampire movies. The Lost Boy, 
like Lost Brad, Boys. Lost, yeah, Lost Boys. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Plural. <laughs> yeah, sorry. There was more than one boy. That's correct. Um, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula that had Keanu Reeves in it is actually a really good movie. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, um. Sorry, guys, I'm sick and I'm just drawing a blank for a second. I can picture the movie in my head. <clears throat> oh, um, it's an ad. It was based on, uh, well, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. Um, not really sure. I'm sure there's probably people who are kicking the ad is going, I know this movie. Interview with a Vampire. Ugh, that's what it was called. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry, guys. I swear. I'm usually more on top of things when I'm not sick. I apologize. But those are some of my favorite movies, right? Yes. And stuff. So I just, I have a love for them. I have nothing against Frankenstein. I have nothing against the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. They actually did um, a Wolfman remake not that long ago mm-hmm. that had Anthony Hawkins, I believe it was it, him in it. Really? I didn't know that. And it was a, it was an okay movie. It was a little bit of a muddled storyline, but it's Anthony Hawkins, so you can't go wrong, right? Yeah. No, that's so. actually cool. And, you know, I do appreciate the fact that it's like this omnipotent, powerful, like, uh, vampire and... You know, this mummy that has, like, essentially, I guess you could say, like, the power of gods where he, you know, is immortal and everything, mm-hmm. despite how old, like, the, the shell of the body that he's hosting and everything, he, you know, it's like he's not truly dead through what they've done. Like, I appreciate those. I just more personally prefer it where it's, the monster is vulnerable, mm-hmm. but is still several times more powerful than a human, so it's like, you can beat it. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be an easy fight. Whereas it feels like with Dracula or with the Mummy, it's like you've got to bring like heavy artillery to kind of fight against these things. You can't just be ready to go fisticuffs with it. Yeah, they were supernatural, I guess, right? Well, they all were, or in a way, because even like Frankenstein. But yeah, it's just that. I guess it's just that whole. You enjoyed the whole concept of the. Uh, I guess you could say super powerful, like, almost, like, the immortal type kind of concept, whereas Mm -hmm. I prefer the has limitations, but also has, um, like, a misunderstanding and subtleness to them. Yeah, that's fair. So, it's like, yeah, you know, we uh, uh, respect each other's differences on our favorites, but that's why there's so many varieties of monsters, because, you know, there's obviously going to be very different people who prefer, you know, like... Uh, maybe Jason Voorhees over Freddy Krueger, or mm-hmm. you know, maybe Chucky or something like you know. There's all kinds. of I work with somebody who really enjoys the pumpkin head monster, right? So, yeah. I mean, everybody's different, and they got different tastes, and that's a okay. Exactly. That's why there's so many varieties. Mm-hmm. So, moving on now. Moving on. Let's talk about some real monsters, not the kind that go bump in the night, but to me, the kind who think that they can hand out a baked muffin for a trick-or-treat. Okay, first off, I don't think it would be a baked muffin. I think it would be like a cupcake or cookies or something like that. I think handing out baked goods is okay if it is from someone who is a trusted person in your circle. So, like, 
If my nieces and nephews came to our door and I gave them cupcakes and cookies and all the great things in the world. I would be so embarrassed for the both of us. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I'd be like, I'd, be, I'd look at honestly, like, yeah, your brothers and sisters and just be like, I'm so sorry. Here's a full bag of candy. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with it if it's somebody trusted. Now, if I just, if I went to a random house, like if I were a kid and I was trick-or-treating and I went to a random house, and some random house just gave no big goods, that could just go into the garbage. We're not eating that. That's what I mean. They're the monsters because they're the ones that, you know, the kids, <clears throat> like when I was a kid, there was only so many hours in the night to go from house to house and go trick-or-treat and get candies and then get to the next house. You had to be time efficient because if you wanted to fill that bag up and now give yourself all kinds of cavities and get fat off chocolate and everything, you didn't have time for the people who are going to give you something you're throwing in the trash. Well, I'm not saying they're awful people. I'm just saying is the whole, especially after that story about, uh, or not the story, but the case with, uh, what was his name that did the Ronald pix- something. Yeah. The I'll- guy who poisoned his kid with the pixie sticks. You guys remember. Yeah, so when when you have a case like that, it's like, I mean, you know, I get it. Times can be tough and everything like that. And honestly, like if I, you know... Just this is an idea that I have had pop in my head because I, there I have been strapped for cash so much where I was like I couldn't buy chocolate bars or anything for kids for Halloween. Was just put on the front door, turn off all the lights, and you know put on the like on the front step a bowl that with a sign that says take one, and it has no candies in it because the first kid came along couldn't read and just stuffed the, kid, the bag of or a bowl of candies in. So it's like, hey, I'm sorry that you know just you showed up too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like that that way because it's like I mean I just if especially for random kids and random people it's like well yeah random kids and random people you shouldn't be giving out big goods to them at all. But have you ever received those trick or treating? I maybe I don't fully remember, but I have a feeling if that happened it was thrown away if they weren't someone who was like in our trusted circle. But also that being said, my best friend. Mm-hmm. lived across the street. Yes. Right. We had people in our neighborhood that we called aunt and uncle. Okay. We had people who had lived there the entire time I had been, like, since I had been born. Yep. So, I mean, there were people who were trusted in our neighborhood that it had, they had it out baked goods. Mm-hmm. And my parents knew which house it came from and knew that it was from mm-hmm. them and knew that, then that would have been fine. Yes. But if it was a random house, or if they didn't know where the big goods came from, then yes, they would have absolutely thrown them away. Yeah. So... So I'm okay with baked goods being handed out to children, trick-or-treating, as long as they're from trusted sources. And, you know, that that is a fair point. I do understand where that came from, uh, where you come from on that one. <clears throat> because sometimes people would hand out cookies, but they weren't homemade. They were just, like, wagon... Not wagon wheels, but, um... Back, I don't know if you could still buy them, but back in the day, you could get, like, those dad's cookies. Yes. And they would come with, like, two or three in a bag, and people would hand those out. Yep. Right. That's... And that was completely fine, because they're packaged and whatever and stuff, right? So, yeah. I mean, handing out cookies and stuff like that is not a crazy thing at Halloween. But, again, if it's a baked good, it needs to be from somebody who's a trusted person otherwise yeah i would totally throw it in the garbage and it would be no offense to the person who made it maybe they're the best baker in the world but i don't know you from adam and eve so i'm not putting that 
Yeah, like, you, you know? don't know this person from a hole in the ground, so, you know, like, yeah, like, that's... No offense, but I'm not feeding that to my kid. Yeah, you know, maybe this person is a really nice person and everything, and maybe they're, like you said, they're really good bakers. Maybe they're really good baker, trying to get their name out there or something so people will get cakes and stuff for them or whatever, but if I don't know you, it ain't happening. Actually, and that was a funny little joke that I, I remember hearing about Halloween with uh, handing out, like, not just baked goods, but candy. It's like, it's this weird how Halloween shifts everyone's view on candy giving. It's like, come uh, Halloween, it's like, you give every kid you come across hand candy. But if <laughs> yeah, if you give a kid any other kid, some random kid candy any other day of the year... 911 is being called. Yeah, that's funny. But yeah, so I guess we'll just agree to disagree. Yeah. You think baked goods should never be handed out. I think it's okay if it's from a trusted source. Trusted source, yeah. Like, I mean, that's not a big deal, but again, like, I just feel like with everything, yeah, we'll agree to disagree. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Is pumpkin spice a Halloween flavor or a fall flavor? Well, okay. When you think pumpkin... You think Jack Lantern. You think the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. You think Jack the Pumpkin King. Mm -hmm. You know all of those classic things that uh, pumpkins and Halloweens have to do with each other. So when you know the fall harvest comes around, pumpkins are being turned into Jack Lanterns and then being used to make pumpkin pies, and you know pumpkin spice flavoring stuff. So of course you know it's a Halloween seasonal type a thing. I disagree. Why? I think it's a fall flavor. Okay. Because basically as soon as the leaves start turning color. Yeah. You could get like a pumpkin spice ice cap. Mm-hmm. Or Dairy Queen this year released its pumpkin pie blizzard. Yes. Right. And that usually goes until I will agree with you. It usually goes until like after Halloween and then they transition into like sugar cookie or whatever right yeah then it becomes more along the lines of winter slash christmas yeah and stuff um i personally think pumpkin spice should just make a year round i mean wouldn't be that hard i'll this is how much i love pumpkin spice okay if i were a spice girl i would have been pumpkin spice (laughs) (laughs) and not just because she has ginger hair exactly but because pumpkin spice is divine. And it's not something I like all the time. And maybe that's why I'm so into it. Is because it's only a seasonal thing. But I think it's a fu- it should be a fall season thing. And not just a Halloween thing. Because even like I know in our family. We've had pumpkin pie at Christmas. For dessert. Right? Because we like pumpkin. Most of us anyway. Yeah, I know that. That's fair. That... My, step- my stepmom doesn't really like pumpkin pie. But... Yeah, she's a special kind of cookie. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, no, she is a very wonderful lady, and uh, it's just sometimes just hearing just hearing stuff like the whole she doesn't like pumpkin pie. It's like, how how, how do you not like pumpkin pie? But I mean, fair enough. She likes cherry pie, so we forgive her. Yeah, so you know, there's one that's the case. I still think that, uh, like, again, the whole how pumpkins are so deeply ingrained into the Halloween culture, mm. that pumpkin spice things is kind of to go with um, the Halloween season. And, 
you know, so it's like, and then of course, once November hits, and, you know, the snow starts becoming more permanent, and actually staying on the grass, and even on the roads. Uh, like now, will you be? No, the roads are fine. Oh. When I was driving earlier, the road... I don't know. I haven't left my house in like almost two weeks because I've been sick, so I don't know. Yeah, no, it was only a few days ago that we had really slick, icy roads. Oh, okay. Like I said, it, it's one of those, like, it's fall, you know, and of course we live uh, in Alberta, Canada, so of course you don't like the weather, wait a day, it'll change, <laughs> or even less. Sometimes wait ten minutes and it'll change, but yeah. Yes. So... So, in that regards, it's like the whole once November kind of comes around and snow is sticking around, then things switch to more of like a sugary, mint kind of flavor and become more Christmassy themed. Candy, candy and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, Um, it's like, that's why it's kind of like, I think pumpkin spice is not like the official flavor of Halloween, but it's so intertwined with Halloween, especially with the fall and harvesting and all that, like the cultural, traditional stuff of Halloween, that it just makes sense to call it a Halloween flavor. Okay. So, agree to disagree? Uh, I'll lean towards what you're saying, but I still think it should be. It should cup us all of the year. (laughs) Yeah, I I understand that. I don't agree, but I understand (laughs) because in the springtime, I'm not exactly feeling pumpkin pie. Oh, you're weird. Okay. Yeah, okay, I'm weird, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so let's move on since we uh, clearly don't quite agree on that one. Okay. Um, let's see. Should kids fundraise while they're trick-or-treating? You know, I'm gonna have to go with a no on this one. Not because I think it's a bad idea, not because I'm against charity, and not because, um, you know, I don't want to like help anybody Mm -hmm. it's because i know as a kid that i have dropped so much stuff and it still haunts me to this day that i lost my original nintendo game boy Mm. breaks my heart to still think and it had the awesome mario world game with Mm. it really heartbreaking yeah but the point of that i'm trying to say is that despite having a loss like that was something really important to me you give kids these uh, UNICEF or whatever kind of little coin bins kind of thing that they can have around their neck, they are so wound up and energized and ready to sprint down every house and everything that losing those, you know, charity little boxes, like whatever, UNICEF is like the Canada one, I'm not sure if it's different in other countries. And I don't know if it's changed since we were kids, but it was UNICEF when we were children. So, I'm not sure if that's changed at all, but the point is, like, I remember doing it as a kid, and I think, you know, with what money we did raise, it was great and everything. I just feel that as an adult now, it's that um, I would personally love to send money to UNICEF directly, so this way, a little kid, you, you know, but uh, this is the hard thing where I feel like kids have such a, a sense of like they're contributing and they're helping, but it's just, there's so much that can go wrong with it that it's like, let the kid focus on being a kid. Yeah, I don't know. I did it at least, I'm going to say kindergarten through grade three. Yeah. And stuff, because after that, the school we went to closed down yeah. and I switched schools and I don't remember if the other school did it. But North Elementary did it, for Mm -hmm. sure. And it was just a matter of, yeah, I think either the box could hang around your neck or my dad would carry the boxes. Yeah. One of the two and stuff. But 
it was definitely that sense of feeling like you were contributing, you know, and stuff. Um, and it just didn't seem out of place at all, just when you were trick-or-treating, to be like, trick-or-treat, and they give you your candy and be like, and UNICEF, <laughs> and yeah. stuff. Like, it just was a norm, and maybe it was because people expected it more back then. Like, I don't, again, I've, I mean, what, we've lived here for, what, like, nine years? Yeah. So, we haven't had trick-or-treaters in, like, nine years, and I've worked in malls, but you never saw kids UNICEFing at the malls, right? Yeah. And stuff, because you're not allowed to do that kind of stuff in malls. So, I don't really know for sure how often that really happens anymore, but I think it's okay. Like, if a kid came to the door and was UNICEFing, I'd give him some change. I have no problem with that, and I know you wouldn't have a problem with that either. Mm-hmm. I get what your argument is, but I just feel like if you're organized and you have the parents looking out for it... Oh, absolutely. Like, I just remember fine. when I was, I think, around, like, 10 or 11 and everything, and, you know, that's the age when I think most kids, like, they have such a um, limited attention span, especially to something that they're not overly focused on, and especially yeah. with some of the costumes kids wear. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously in Canada, you know, you got to be have a costume that can be ready for cold weather. So yeah. So you don't really notice too much that UNICEF box, and that's what I'm just trying to say is that... It's more to do with the fact that um, unforeseen circumstances can make something go wrong mm-hmm. more than um, people can be awful. Because I like to think everyone has good intentions in their heart and that everybody wants the best for the world. Yeah, I'd like I would, to hope that. I, I, I got to hold out hope for that. But the point is, is that it's just one of those cases of, uh, you know, just uh, obviously, you know, if the kid is like, four, five, maybe six kind of thing, and they obviously have to have parental, like a guardian or a parent there kind of thing, and that's, you know, that's, it's awesome, it's wonderful, it gives the kid a sense of accomplishment and contribution, and it's wonderful. I'm just thinking when the kids start getting around that 10, 12 years old kind of thing, their focus isn't laser focused. Yeah, that's fair. So that's kind of like the whole, I just don't think charitying, like, during Halloween, especially with a lot of the, you know, like I said, the, it's just that slightly older kids, it's just, it just kind of feels like it's something they don't overly fixate on, because they're focused on the candy, the costumes, the having fun with their friends, and that kind of stuff that the un- the UNICEF donation kind of becomes a background last thought type thing. Mm. So again, I'm not against charity. I'm not against, you know, people contributing. I'm not against anything like that. I just think that there's got to be a reasonable age for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that's where I kind of like want to draw the line. Yeah, I don't personally. know. As a kid, I don't think I ever went trick-or-treating by myself that I can remember anyway, like, because my brother was the older sibling, right? Yep. So, I feel like my dad took us trick-or-treating up until a certain age, and then, I mean, then he was like a single parent for a while, right? So, he couldn't really probably take us. He probably had to work and stuff, but my brother would take me trick-or-treating and stuff. So, I feel like... I always had somebody who was older and more responsible, where you're the older sibling, so you would have been the one that would have had to been, like, at a certain age, the responsible one. Yeah. And And stuff, right? So, I mean, 
yeah, I I get what you're saying for sure. I I think it's okay to to fundraise as long as I guess you're organized and have someone who could help the kid with it. Maybe exactly. Yeah. So so I think we kind of agree. Uh, like, there's like it's such a shade of gray that we both kind of agree on a certain point about it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Hey, that's there's another one. Shake hands. Shake hands. All right. So. Um, let's do one last topic then before we run out of time and make it, a, let's make it a quick one. Okay. Should trick or treat happening this year? Should trick or treating happen this year? Oh my gosh. I can't speak. I'm sorry. All right. And so let's start off with where do you stand on that? I think it could happen as long as social distancing and all the stuff that's recommended is done. And you know, you stick to your own neighborhoods and stuff that like what's been recommended, you know? I think that would be fine. I think as long as kids don't... Like, I can remember being a kid, and there'd be, like, ten of us at the door. All at once. Don't do that. You know? Yeah. One kid at a time, or one family at a time, right? And maybe people should go out and buy those... Do you remember? I don't know what it's called. It's like a picker-up thing. Oh, yeah, the claw hand thing. The claw hand thing. Use a claw hand thing maybe to put the candy in the kid's bag so you're social distancing. <laughs> I don't even know if that would work. But I think there's got to be a way that it could work because, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not against not trick-or-treating because, honestly, to give up Halloween and trick-or-treating for one year. Not the end of the world. Not the end of the world, for sure. Go buy your kids, like, a box of candy. Hand them out one every day or something, or a couple every day. It'd yeah. be fine. But if you think you could safely do it, right, then that's, I think that's where it's fine, right, and stuff. Like, I know you were telling me the malls have canceled the trick-or-treating around the malls, which is good because I've worked in malls during Halloween, and they are packed. You cannot walk through the mall because yeah. every parent would take their kids there because it's a safe trick-or-treating yeah place. there's no slippery sidewalks there it's like, not as cold it's not you know especially when the weather's bad and stuff but that's my personal opinion is if you think you can do it safely and you stick to your neighborhood and you socially distance and you do everything you're supposed to do i think it would be fine what is your opinion see i'm just concerned about public safety when it comes to it right now mm -hmm. and i think that um if your kid is like really young like three or four kind of thing most likely they're not going to remember it yeah like i mean they're still like have the decorations have you know the music playing at your house and have you a know, little bit of candy yeah have something. some yeah and you know have some fun i mean you fuck your apples yeah something like that or what uh you know like uh maybe uh, pin the nose on the witch or something. Yeah, kinda, that's cute. I like that some, idea. You know, something where it's like, you know, just get creative, you know? Right. Just, like, let, let the imagination flow and everything. Don't stress about it. Have fun with it. But I'm just picturing um, every parent having to go through the kids, like, candies, not just to check for, like, any contagious, or, like, any, like, not uh, some dangerous candies, but also having to Lysol wipe every single Kit Kat bar good, and everything. You know what? I agree. I changed my mind and I agree. It's actually better to just skip it. Honestly, because the amount of, not just the amount of work, but like you said, most kids aren't going to remember it. You could set up a cool little thing for them to do. Yeah. Either, like, if they're uh, just a single kid in the household, you could set up cool things for them to do. 
you could show them some cool movies or whatever. Um, or play some horror video games with them because that will keep their attention for hours. Exactly. Let have, them do it in their costume. Yeah. They could still dress up. They could still have fun in the house. If they've got siblings, you could set up, like you said, pin the nose at the witch or bobbing for apples or, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, right? you know, like you can do um, a spooky musical chairs, like... Um, or here's an even... Oh, the Monster Bash musical chairs. Yeah, exactly. Or you can even... Here's just a crazy idea. Because obviously with schools opening up again and everything, um, let kids have like a classroom-based, like any kid from their class, because obviously they're going to be close proximity to each other. Or at least their cohort families, right? Because yeah, here in you Canada, know. I think... Well, at least in Alberta, I think we're allowed to have two cohorts. Yeah. Families, right? Closely, that you could, yeah. You could hang out with or whatever and stuff. So, I mean, you could invite their cohort family kids over. Yeah, something where But it's, then don't bob for apples. Yeah, and, you know, obviously, like, a, and encourage a costume that wears a mask or something. Yeah, right, and whatnot. That's a good idea. I think that's so a better idea. Than, there, There's ways to have Halloween, and there's ways to do it safely. You've changed my mind. Hey. You did it. Awesome. Okay, so... Obviously, that brings us to the end of our uh, debate without hate. Yes. And, you know, uh, we still have a few difference of opinions on, like, monsters and scary movies and stuff like that. But I think we've reached a few points where we might have had differences of opinions, but we've come to a middle ground. Or even or, you've changed my mind. Yeah, and, you know, it didn't require either one of us to get angry or anything like that, so... You know, it just takes listening and understanding what someone's saying and then bringing up your point to possibly change, uh, you know, the world one person at a time and hopefully for the better. Exactly. I strongly encourage people to always try to look on the brighter side of things. Yes. But speaking of looking on the brighter side, don't forget to look at the darker side and go behind the veil. Ah, with dark veil. Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who don't know, which I can't imagine at this point anybody doesn't, our favorite little podcast group is Dark Veil with John and Tori. Mm -hmm. Yeah, every Monday they delve behind the dark veil of everything from the darker side of the light internet and... The conspiracy theories, last suppers, or, la or not last suppers, last meals for prisoner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, but all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah. And even, like, spooky things like the Mandela effect, where you thought something was one way and it turns out to be the other. Mm -hmm. Or disappearing uh, in plain sight. Or one that I really want to check abducted out. Abducted in plain sight. Or abducted in plain sight, thank you. Yeah. Or that, uh, what was his name, Jeff, ba uh, no, not Jeff, uh, Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins. Uh, haunted uh, mansion or rando nautica or rando nautica like all the spooky stuff in the world that doesn't happen just on halloween exactly so if you guys want some very uh insightful and possibly spooky stuff to look into and fun oh yes and definitely fun be sure to check them out at dark veil on any podcast at system that i think you can access them on yeah pretty much so the same as what you can get us on and you can get them on um yeah so, yeah, thank you everybody so much for tuning in, and we hope everybody has a safe and fun Halloween. Yes. And please remember that no matter what your thing is or what you're into... At the end of the day, we're all just a little dirty.